What is up, guys, and welcome to another edition of Market Marauders, beating the market one trade at a time. All right, so a lot of things happened this week uh, as far as stock news is concerned, so let's jump into it. hope everybody had a good week um, out there trading. hope everybody was able to lock in some profits. Uh, so let's jump into the first news. So FedEx had their earnings this week, um, and they were pretty good, uh, in my personal opinion. Uh, so on the 15th of uh, September, they had their earnings. Uh, it says revenue. Uh, for fiscal 2021, uh, as reported, GAAP was 19.3 billion, and adjusted non-GAAP was 19.3 billion uh, compared to 2020, which was 17.0 billion. So it seems like they uh, definitely benefited uh, from having people quarantined um, inside, and seems like they are still benefiting from it. Their stock price um, has been pretty high, uh, my personal opinion, um, at all-time high records. Um, so, you know, definitely want to look forward to, um, you know, as time goes on, because this is, you know, them being at a high value even before their peak season. Uh, so their peak season starts around, I would say probably November ish area. So, you know, look, uh, for the stock to rise on then because you have, you know, Thanksgiving, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, as well as New Year's. Um, and New Year's Eve, so look for those. Uh, operating income uh, for them was $1.59 billion. Adjusted non-GAP um, operating income was $1.64 billion. So uh, pretty good metrics uh, for that uh, compared to their fiscal 2020 year, uh, which was $0.98 billion and $1.05 billion. They're definitely beating both of those metrics. Operating margin uh, was... Uh, as reported, GAAP operating margin of 8.2%, adjusted non-GAAP of 8.5%, uh, compared to the fiscal 2020, which was 5.7% and 6.1%. Uh, net income uh, fiscal 2021 was $1.25 billion, um, and non-GAAP was $1.28 billion. Um, and then for fiscal 2020, so basically year over year, uh, was $745 million, um, and non-GAAP for 2020 was $800 million. So their metrics are pretty good uh, as far as that's concerned. Uh, so overall, good earnings, in my personal opinion, uh, for the company, and definitely expect to see them continue to grow um, coming into this peak season 2020. So... Going into uh, the next earnings that came out this week, uh, we had Adobe. So uh, for Adobe, it says Adobe achieved record quarterly revenue of $3.23 billion on its third quarter fiscal year 2020, uh, which represents 14% year-over-year growth. Diluted earnings per share was 1.97 uh, on a GAAP basis, representing 22% year-over-year growth. Uh, and 2.57 on a non-GAAP basis, representing 25% year-over-year growth. Uh, digital media segment revenue was $2.34 billion, which represents 19% year-over-year growth. Uh, creative revenue was uh, grew to $1.96 billion, representing 19% year-over-year growth. Uh, document cloud revenue was $375 million, representing 22% year-over-year growth. 
So it says their digital uh, media annualized uh, recurring revenue increased 458 million quarter over quarter uh, to 9.63 billion existing the quarter, representing 24% year over year growth on a constant currency basis. Uh, Creative ARR grew to 8.29 billion, uh, and Documented Cloud ARR. Uh, grew to 1.34 billion, so pretty good metrics uh, as far as that's concerned. And the ARR basically uh, means annualized uh, recurring revenue, so that's what that uh, ARR uh, represents. So uh, it says cash flow from operations were a record 1.44 billion. Uh, so. You know, really good metrics uh, for them. They definitely have been able to benefit uh, from all of the people switching to working from home. Uh, I know Adobe is basically uh, the file format uh, that everyone really uses for all computers, in my personal opinion. Uh, so that's Mac and PC. Uh, so, you know, I definitely expected them to have good earnings uh, and definitely uh, show to be a really good earnings. So jumping into uh, more news, we have Apple had their event uh, on the 15th, uh, so they had like their little uh, display event um, at their headquarters. Uh, it was a pretty good event, uh, watched it when it was streamed, uh, but just going to go over some of the highlights of what they had. Uh, so they had Watch Series 6 was announced, uh, they had Watch SE was announced um, starting at $279. And then Fitness Plus, uh, which they're saying is going to be coming um, in late 2020. Uh, they also talked about the iPad Air, uh, which is an all-screen design with 10.9-inch uh, liquid retina display. Uh, and the new A14 Bionic chip. Um, it says, and it supports uh, for Apple Pencil and Magic Keyboard uh, applications. So they also introduced the new iPad, um, which is going to have their A12 Bionic chip. Uh, support for Apple Pencil and their new iPad OS 14. So OS 14 uh, rolled out this week. Um, so if you have an uh, Apple product, you probably saw it roll out um, and should have it on your phone by now. Uh, but they're basically going to be including that into the new products. Uh, so pretty good lineup uh, as far as that's concerned. Um, and definitely uh, investors are still looking for the release of that 5G iPhone. So when that comes out, um, to me, I'm expecting it around October or so when they're going to announce that information. Uh, but definitely uh, sometime before the whole uh, Thanksgiving Black Friday uh, event starts. Because I think they're going to you know, want to have that out so people can begin to pre-order that. Um, jumping into more news we have DraftKings at ESPN so uh, DraftKings uh, surged this week uh, after their deal with ESPN so it says as part of the agreement DraftKings will be exclusive provider of daily fantasy sports and a co-exclusive co partner uh, for gambling linkouts from ESPN uh, the company said DraftKings uh, stock surged basically after this information came out um, so it says, as part of the agreement, DraftKings will be the exclusive provider of daily fantasy sports and co-exclusive partner of gambling linkouts from ESPN. The company said DraftKings content will be integrated into ESPN's digital offering 
and studio shows according to the announcement. DraftKings uh, stock definitely increased on this news and is a pretty big deal uh, for them. DraftKings has been making a pretty uh, some aggressive moves in my opinion uh, just as time has gone on. Uh, they had Michael Jordan added as one of their uh, advisors. Now they had this move with ESPN. Uh, so just basically you know, solidifying themselves as like the number one um, sports gambling website. So definitely going to be looking for them uh, to continue growing their stock, um, especially as more sports begin to start playing. And as, you know, time goes on, the NFL starting back up. So, you know, definitely going to be looking uh, forward to a lot of updates from DraftKings. So, on the next one, we have Oracle and TikTok. So this week, TikTok um, U.S. section was purchased by Oracle. Um, now, the deal, uh, no really particulars on the deal. Um, last that I've heard, Donald Trump is still expecting to try to shut down the app uh, coming this Sunday. So we'll see if they can come to some sort of agreement. Originally, it was Walmart and Microsoft. And then Oracle uh, seemed to have been out of it. Then we got news that Oracle was the person who, or the company that was going to have the U.S. side of it. Then it seemed to be that there are talks of, you know, Oracle, Microsoft, and Walmart all getting together to try to come up with some deal. There's a lot of moving parts in this, um, but definitely looking forward to see what the conclusion is of this. So uh, on Sunday, we should know something about this um, deal and, you know, hopefully it's something, uh, that can keep the app. I know a lot of people use the app. Uh, I personally use the app. Um, and you know, I know a lot of the younger demographic people use the app as well. So very interested to see, um, how this is resolved. Uh, it says TikTok is making a corporate technology, uh, company Oracle, its business partner in the United States. Uh, it's a deal, uh, that would tick a box for a uh, short-term video app, including what is potentially biggest hurdle of it, uh, getting President Donald Trump on its side. So they basically can't confirm uh, that he is agreeing with this um, or, de or declining it. But, you know, we'll see on Sunday what comes about from this. All right, so we'll take a quick break uh, and then we'll come back with some more stock news. All right, so there were a couple of pretty big IPOs this week, um, one of them being uh, Snowflake. So Snowflake's IPO uh, was just crazy. Uh, it had backing by uh, Warren Buffett, a lot of big investors. Um, but it says Snowflake uh, Incorporated, uh, record initial IPO. So IPO is initial public offering. Um, if you're not familiar with that term, uh, gives the company an eye-popping valuation that makes other frothy uh, technology names like cheap look cheap by comparison. Uh, so shares of Snowflake surged 111.6% on Wednesday session after the company uh, produced the large largest software IPO on record. So it was basically like uh, the dot com boom uh, when companies were just technology companies just IPO and everywhere. It was kind of reminiscent of that. Uh, 
It says the stock's big rally, which came after Snowflake priced its offering above an already raised range, left the company with a market value of roughly $70 billion, uh, more than five times the private market valuation of $12.4 billion uh, that it uh, fetched in February. The company has become the largest buy market value to ever double on its first day of trading, according to um D logic data um, that goes back to 1995 so pretty huge move uh, for the company um, definitely you know a lot of people are talking about this IPO um, and just crazy things going on about this IPO about how big it was uh, who's investing in it uh, definitely the news that Warren Buffett was putting money into it definitely helped fuel that um, so you know crazy IPO week um, for that one, the second one that came out that didn't really have as much hype as that one uh, was J Frog. So Tiggerson F R O G for Frog. So it says um, J Frog uh, stock jumped by double digits as trading began Wednesday, raising 509 million with its initial public offering that exceeded expectations uh, for the deliverer of software tools. Uh, the J Frog IPO. Uh, is one of several large public offerings this week. So the other one being Snowflake was the large one. Uh, the company priced 11.6 million shares at $44, well above the estimated range of 39 to 41. Uh, the JFrog IPO gave the market valuation of $4 billion. Uh, J JFrog stock uh, soared 47.3%, closing at 6479 uh, on the day that it opened. Uh, JFrog's leading product is designed to enable organization uh, to continuously deliver software updates across any system. Uh, also provides a bridge between software development and deployment. It uses software as a service or SaaS uh, business model. Um, and also one of the investors was Dell Technologies. Um, so they have a 9.3% stake in the company. So a big name backing uh, JFrog being Dell. Dell definitely speaks for itself uh, in all of the technology that they have um, available and have distributed. So also jam-packed with this week, uh, Jerome Powell made a statement uh, representing the Fed, their Federal Reserve, uh, basically speaking on the market and interest rates. Uh, said the Federal Reserve concluded its two-day policy meeting Wednesday by voting uh, to keep short-term interest rates anchored near zero. Uh, in addition uh, to the expected move to hold the line, the Fed also provided specific language about its intent to hold rates low until inflation increases. The Federal Open Market Committee also adjusted um, projections for GDP, unemployment, and inflation. So the Federal Reserve uh, kept its pledge to keep interest rates anchored near zero uh, and promised to keep rates uh, there until inflation rises consistently. Uh, as the central bank uh, concluded its two-day policy meeting Wednesday, uh, it said short-term rates would remain at a target at zero to 0.25%. Uh, officials also changed their economic forecast to reflect a smaller decline in GDP and a lower unemployment rate of in 2020. Projections from individual members 
uh, also indicated that rates could stay anchored near zero through 2023. Uh, all but four members indicated they see zero rates through then. Uh, this was the first time the committee forecast its outlook for 2023. Uh, in addition, officials addressed a new policy regime in which the Fed will allow inflation to run somewhat above the 2% rate uh, target rate before heights uh, above the 2% target rate before hiking rates uh, to control inflation. Uh, so, you know, basically saying it is going to be a seller's market. So interest rates are going to be low. They're projecting them into 2023, which is a pretty far uh, ways out uh, to be projecting that. I don't know if the economy is that bad, but you know, it's the Fed. They have more data than I have. Um, so I trust their decision on that. Next, we have Sony. Sony announced their pricing um, and release for the PlayStation 5. Uh, so uh, PlayStation 5 is going to be out November 12th in the U.S., Japan, Canada, uh, Mexico, Australia, New Zealand, and South Korea. And then uh, for the rest of the U.S., um, the rest of us in the, also oh, everybody else in the UK and Europe, it'll be out on the 19th. So if you're in the UK or Europe, you're going to get on the 19th, but everybody else is going to get on the 12th of November. And the price is starting at $499. Uh, and then the digital only edition is going to be $399. Uh, so Square Inc. announced Final Fantasy um, as a PlayStation exclusive. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy as... Harry Potter Universe game by Warner's Brothers was announced for 2021. A new God of War game was briefly teased. Uh, and anyone who buys a PS5 and subscribes to PlayStation Plus will have access to a library of PS4 classics that launched uh, through the PlayStation Plus collection. So, you know, uh, Xbox, you know, I think last week released their uh, target price. Uh, but in my personal opinion, I think the Xbox is definitely going to beat the PS5 uh, just because specs-wise um, and price-wise at this point in time, I think Xbox is the better deal. Um, I think it has a beefier system. Um, and also, uh, price point is not really that different. Um, but, you know, to some people it matters. Some people it doesn't matter. If you're a PS4 uh, person, you're obviously going to get the PS5 uh, because it's what you're used to. If you're an Xbox person, you're usually going to get that. But there are those people who are on the line who really, you know, are getting their first system. If you can imagine that, they're getting their first system. Or there are people who are like, you know, I like certain titles that are only going to be on this system. So it's going to be interesting to see how those stocks reflect that. Uh, I know Microsoft kind of went up just a little bit uh, after they released it. Uh, Sony, to me, didn't really move too much uh, dramatically uh, after their release. But... We're going to see in the future how they will perform. So going into um, next news, we have Moderna CEO uh, basically talked to Business Insider. Uh, so it says Moderna CEO uh, told Business Insider the company would most likely uh, know in November whether it's uh, experimental uh, coronavirus worked, vaccine worked. Um, so the timing depends in part on how uh, effective the shot is preventing diseases. Uh, if the highly effective uh, a board of independent scientists could more quickly conclude uh, that it works. Uh, so 
the leading people in this field uh, to me are Moderna, Pfizer, and AstraZeneca. Uh, you remember from the last podcast, AstraZeneca has paused their trial uh, because there have been some uh, hiccups in their trial. Uh, Moderna uh, basically saying they're still on track. Um, and Pfizer, I uh, haven't really heard too much big news from Pfizer. Uh, I just read one article saying that, you know, they were spending a lot of money to try to get this uh, vaccine up, uh, but definitely waiting for an update from them. So since AstraZeneca, you know, released a statement that they're paused, uh, in my opinion, I think Moderna and Pfizer are the two to keep your eyes on uh, for November. Now, November is the target date that, um, you know, the United States basically said uh, everybody look forward to this is when the vaccine is going to come out um, in, you know, early November, right around election or late October. So late October to early November, uh, definitely going to keep my eyes out on Moderna and Pfizer and some of the other pharmaceutical companies that are out there who are related to uh, the vaccine um, because, you know, they're going to have updates as well. And those companies move based on the news. So. Lastly, on stock news, uh, we're going to have Battery Day. So Battery Day is going to be next Tuesday, the 22nd at 1.30 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, so there's going to be a live stream for it. Um, you know, probably sh- pretty sure it's going to be on YouTube. Um, I know on the website, I'm on their website, uh, tesla.com slash 2020 shareholder meeting, uh, which is basically what it is. They have some links on here where you can click uh, click on them. You can go to the uh proxy computer share to email your questions in uh they're going to take questions but overall i think it's going to be a very big event for the ev world so ev is an electric vehicle world i think you know it's going to set the precedent for a lot of ev companies out there uh like the helions the neos um and the nikola motors so you know definitely going to be looking uh all eyes are basically going to be on this event to see what Tesla is doing and how they are improving their electric vehicles. Um, You know, uh, definitely going to be a huge leap forward um, for technology, in my personal opinion. Uh, You know, Elon Musk has a lot of things going on, but, uh, you know, I think EVs are definitely going to be, you know, the future moving forward. Um, President-wise, I don't think it's going to matter either way. Um, on the effect of EVs, but I know people-wise, more people are buying EVs every day, um, and, you know, the stock is just continuing to go up and rally, Um, but, you know, besides stock alone, uh, the car itself are pretty, you know, good cars, Uh, they have self-driving, which is pretty awesome, and charging, so you don't have to go to a gas station, you can charge it at home, which I know a lot of people like, Um, and just a lot of good features, uh, you know, that Tesla's have in general. Now, the event's going to be um, at their Fremont, uh, California location. Uh, I think they already have chosen people who are going to go. It's going to be an in-person meeting, uh, so you'll be interested to see that. Um, Elon Musk has already had an in-person meeting before, and that was uh, with the Neuralink update, uh, so I expect it's going to be in a similar manner to that. Uh, everyone there was wearing masks, and they were just all following the uh, standard procedure. So I, I would picture it being the exact same as that. Now, going into my option plays for the week. Um, so I try to give you all some option plays, some that I have on my watch list for the week. 
Uh, so for this week coming up, I have the first one on my options uh, watch list is going to be ticker sign AZO, and that is for AutoZone. They have earnings coming up this week, uh, so definitely going to be looking at them. Uh, they ended the week at $1,215.31, uh, so pretty high number for them. Uh, they are still bearish in my personal opinion, but I do believe uh, they will begin to rally uh, as their earnings starts to come out. The next one I have on my list is Nike, uh, ticker sign NKE. They have earnings coming up as well. Uh, so as you know, uh, for options trading, volatility is definitely the key uh, to lock in those profits for options trading. So I try to get things that are close to uh, earnings or close to FDA approvals or you know have updates coming around the corner uh, because that volatility can definitely help you lock in those profits. So Nike is the next one. Um, Nike, you know, as sports have started back up, um, I definitely believe Nike is going to be in the forefront of that and going to take advantage, full advantage of sports starting back up with more commercials, as well as, you know, artists like Drake uh, going and having whole music videos at the Nike factory. That definitely helps. I think that video got you know, 20 something million views. So that's 20 something million people who got to see the Nike factory and Nike, uh, you know, brand products. So that was a very good marketing move for them. Uh, whether that was a Drake thing or whether that was a Nike thing, I think it was a pretty good for the company as a whole. Um, and definitely think, you know, more people are going to be starting uh, to buy um, as time goes on. So one metric that I'm looking for for Nike is to see uh, the increase in the amount of online orders that the company has. So I really am interested in seeing that metric um, and how much their online order number has increased. Um, next one I have is RAD for Rite Aid. Um, they ended the week at $13.47 uh, and they are bullish. So their stock is going up. They've had a little bit of rally. Um, uh, this week, you know, towards the end of the week, they have started to rally up. Um, and, you know, a lot of stocks, stocks rally towards earnings, but I think this one is rallying before earnings. Um, one of the metrics I'm looking for for them is to see the number of actual testing facilities that they have. I know they were having like pop-up uh, tents where you can go and get tested, uh, but I actually want to see the effect of that on the company. I know some of their stores inside may not have been open or may have followed, you know, different procedures um, and, you know, their drive-through section may have suffered, but I know with their opening of the testing centers, it may have counteracted or balanced that. Um, next on the list, I have ticker sign GIS for General Mills. Um, definitely interested to see how this stock is going to perform. I know after, you know, their earnings, um, came out last time, uh, they definitely benefited from having, you know, people cooped up at home, uh, during quarantine, uh, and their sales numbers went up. Uh, but I'm interested to see, you know, how they perform this time, you know, after more people have been able to go out, um, and things have semi gotten back to normal. Uh, lastly, on my options watch list, I have ticker sign KMX, and that is for CarMax. Now, CarMax is a used car um, company, and I think, you know, used car sales have gone up um, and will continue to go up. Uh, I think more people are buying used cars instead of new cars, um, and people can afford used cars more than new cars. Um, and CarMax is like one of the the leading used car sellers. Um, so I definitely think that their numbers are going to be pretty good when they come out. 
Now going into penny stocks that I'm watching for this week, uh, the first penny stock I'm watching for this week is ticker sign HTBX for Heat Biologics. Um, they ended the week at $1.36. Um, I think it's a pretty good metric for them. They are bullish um, and on a little bit of a sideways bullish uptrend. Uh, definitely looking to see some more volume from them um, as the week goes on. The next one I have is not a penny stock anymore, but very close to a penny stock. Uh, so I put it on the list anyway. Uh, ticker sign VXRT, and that's for VaxArt. Uh, they ended the week at $8.37. Uh, so not a penny stock because penny stocks are stocks under $5. But I would say they're pretty close to a penny stock. So I put them on the list. And at the beginning of the four, of the 11th, so the beginning of last Friday, they were a penny stock because they were at four at five dollars. So they've gone up, you know, three dollars this week um, as the week has gone on. And I think they have a you know some more time to go up um, as they make more developments. So lastly, on my penny stock watch list for the week, I have ticker sign B I O C, and that is for Biosep. Uh, so BioSep has a lot of uh, updates coming up from the company. Uh, definitely interested to see the things that they are doing in their company. Uh, they ended the week at four dollars and forty-two cents. Uh, so definitely keep my eyes out on them. So those are my options and penny stocks for the week. Uh, hope everybody has a good week trading. Uh, hope everybody's able to lock in those profits. And I'll see you all next time. Peace.